Hey, Riggs. Yo. You really like my wife's cooking? No. See you tomorrow. See, now how else can you build a good partnership without a little bit of trust? I mean, there's got to be trust and honesty. It's important. It's really important. It's, a, it's important to the, to the partnership. And, you know, Riggs felt, you know, pretty much to, to violate a, a friendship code. He, he basically failed the friendship test in order to pass the partner test. <laughs> it was it was calculated. Yeah. It was calculated. Hey, by the way, do, do you like my wife's cooking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you passed the test. <laughs> Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. This is episode 101. Episode 101. Jeez, 101. where did the time go? If you're looking for our website, visit us at thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at thelastrowpod. Facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. Hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the show please consider heading out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, leave us a five-star review. Thank you to everyone that's left someone left one so far. I'm excited to do this one, Bad Way. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long time cool. coming. So we're doing Lethal Weapon 1, 1987, March 6th to be exact. Runtime, one hour and 42 minutes. Too, too, eh, it's it's sli- not right. Slightly too long. About 12 minutes too long. Maybe. Uh, Genre action slash buddy cop slash Christmas movie drip. Yeah, yeah, Christmas movie. This doesn't get talked about as a if, Christmas movie, but it is one. If Die Hard's Christmas movie, then Lethal Weapon is a hundred percent. There's Christmas trees in this, so there is Christmas trees. <laughs> there are trees. <laughs> Directed by Richard Donner. Drew, do you know what Richard yeah. what Richard Donner this is, directed? This is Superman. This is you know he did a bunch of stuff here. I all mean, Lethal he, Weapon, all the Lethal Weapons. Did, he did Lethal Weapon too, Drew. Did you know that? <laughs> I did. He, what about he did four? Lethal, it, he did four. Did he do three? Yes. Yes, he did three. Also, he did. <laughs> the Donner cut. Yeah, but no, he did Superman and Superman two, and he also did uh the Goonies. Yeah, he's yeah. Donner's awesome. He's done a, a bunch of great movies. This, this is our first Donner movie that we've done, right? Yeah. And Scrooged. Oh and man. Scrooge was great. And one of my favorite 90s action movies, Assassins. Great. Antonio Banderas and, and Sylvester Stallone. We haven't done that one yet, and it's yeah. it's on the list. It's burning on the yeah. list. Yeah. Love that movie. So yeah, uh Lethal Weapon, uh IMDB 7.6 out of 10. Too low. It's about right. Too low. Uh, Rotten Tomato, 80%. It's about right. Yeah, it's about right. It's okay. Metacritic, 68%. Too low. That's that's too low. Letterbox, 3.7 out of 5. It's about right for Letterbox. It's about right for Letterbox. Tough but fair. I liked it. Uh, Following the death of his wife. She died. She's dead. She died. Less less Angeles, Drew. (laughs) Less Angeles? They couldn't get the rights. They they couldn't get the rights to Los Angeles. Lester Angeles. Lester Angeles. Police detective Martin Riggs. (laughs) becomes reckless and suicidal. When he is reassigned and partnered with Roger Murtal, Riggs immediately clashes with the older officer. Together, they uncover a massive drug trafficking ring. As they encounter increasingly dangerous situations, Riggs and Murtal begin to form a bond. 
Riggs's volatile behavior might just help them apprehend the criminals if it doesn't kill them both first. Rated That's, R. That actually subscribe that that describes the movie okay. Yeah, but not bad. I don't know. Not bad. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or this movie's old, I guess, but like both. Yes. Go on. He doesn't seem that old to me. I mean, it's not like he's an ancient old Myrtle? man. Yeah. I have a he's lot of thoughts pretty, on that. He's pretty old, dude. I got a lot he's, of thoughts on this. Plus, he's got four kids, Drew. Yeah, that's true. You 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 age up. You know, yeah. the, the multiplier of your age just exponentially, the more kids you have. Like we're the same age, but like you're like at least six years older than me because you have a kid. And he, he's been doing some work too because for a long time because his oldest is pretty old and his youngest is pretty young. So, yeah. you know, he, he's been <laughs> He's been a dad a long time. He's been now, dadding we, it up. Yeah, he's been dadding it up. But if he's 50, the, but but really, if we're doing the math, if he's 50 yeah. and his daughter's like 18, 17, yeah. he still had that kid after 30. So he had, time to, he had time to party. So 20s. maybe one day I'll be too old for this shit. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, you're borderline already too old for this I shit. I have but. thoughts on this. We'll come back to it. I got a lot yeah. of thoughts on him being too old for this shit, but I, I got a lot of thoughts. So anyway, yeah. taglines here. If these two can learn to stand each other, the bad guys don't stand a chance. I like it. I don't like it. I like it. I don't like it. You murder it. You make it murder. Like it. I'm making yeah. it murder. Right. Murder. Here's the worst one. Pity the bad guys. Yeah. Weak. Okay. That's weak. Too short. Just too Next. short. Too short. After 20 years on the force, police detective Roger Berta has come face to face with the most dangerous killing machine in Los Angeles, his new, his new partner. What is this, a plot synopsis I'm stealing, again? Come I'm on. stealing your job over here, the, the yeah, plot synopsis. Yeah, like, it's too much. <laughs> if, there's a, if, there's, if there's a comma in your, in your tagline, <laughs> then, then get over it. And there was multiple ellipses there, too. Yeah, it's like, come on now. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm st- I snuck that in. I'm stealing your job here. Uh, t- t- here's, another, <laughs> here's another one. Two cops. Glover carries a weapon. Gibson is one. He's the only L.A. cop registered as a lethal weapon. Okay. All right. So if that all that shit is on the top and then like it leads into like in like the movie poster font font of lethal weapon, I'm for it. It's fine. fine. That's that's a good one. I I like that one. And then this one should have been on here. We're definitely going to get the parental advisory today, but it should have been the... He's too old for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it should have been. It's after 10 o'clock, Drew. We can yeah. say whatever the hell we whatever want, the- right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Budget, $15 million. And I'm actually pretty impressed on that. So I, I've been doing this, and I'm going to do it going forward. But I put it in the inflation calculator on the internet. Yeah. And it was the equivalent of $37 million budget today. Uh. And it, it pulled down $120 million, which is the equivalent of about $300 million today. Not bad for for no. a little fifteen million dollar investment. This thing was a hit. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they spent the money on the they had a, they had a, a nice villa set piece. Yeah. Lots of explosions. Were you were you, know, you in the theater chases. for this one at three years old? Were you? Were oh, you absolutely. This? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Did your mom take you to this one at three? <laughs> like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I would love to see this one in the theater. So anyway, yeah. uh, awards. It was nominated for Academy Award for Best Sound. I forgot what it lost to. I think it was like up against Empire of the Sun and a bunch of others. And then also it didn't win that. But then it did win. Danny Glover and Tracy Wolf won an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Lead and Supporting Actor and Actress. There weren't any other awards to call out. I mean, there was a bunch of other like smaller ones, but I just, you know, those are the ones that I think are worth mentioning here. So in any event. Yeah. So congrats to Danny for winning that award there. But like, uh, I don't know. I got some thoughts about Danny later on. Are you, about, are you, um, 
as potential saying? as potential award winning future. Are you saying what past. I think you're saying? Are you are you we'll going see. there? We'll we'll get to that later. Okay, okay, okay. We'll put the hashtag out there. We'll put the Not hashtag. Later. Since this is an action movie, we gotta we gotta bust out moviebodycounts.com, right? All out of bubblegum. All out of sure. bubblegum didn't even have a page for this, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Wow. So we gotta go back in time. We're going back to Angel Fire and GeoCities on the on the moviebodycounts.com. <laughs> Twenty six total kills. What do you think of that? That's pretty good. And and not a lot of them were like, you know, all in one shot type yeah. things. Like it's it wasn't like out. ten people died in an explosion kind of thing. It was, you know, a lot of a lot of bullets ringing. Out in the air there, Drew. What do you think of the breakdown? I don't know. I think Riggs had a very healthy count there at 17. Murtaugh with four. And really, I mean, we don't we don't expect Murtaugh to have four. You know, he's like he's like a one. He's like kill one and make it count kind of guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to do it unless it really means something. And is it really three and a half? Because they did he who 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 landed the killing blow yeah. on Gary Busey at the end? Really? That's true. That's true. It was a who double. And they were both we need to. Like, we need to we need to go back and like do the slow motion replay to see yeah. who who pulled the trigger first. What about what about the the shooting in the club? Like that was, I don't even see that on here. Where is that? It's just I don't know, but it was borderline uh, reckless. I think of the good yeah. guys who just just start, start firing at you know potentially unarmed people. I guess maybe, maybe they saw a gun. He's yeah. got a gun. That whole thing. There's yeah. multiple. He's got a gun <laughs> moments in here. I like the breakdown of this, by the way. Like the way that they write this. It says prostitute by suicide one, gunman by Riggs. But like it goes down and it says like bad guy by Murtaugh one, bad guy sniped by Riggs, bad guy's yeah. choked by Riggs, bad guy's neck broken by Riggs. Like the way that they broke it down. Detail. I got to give them credit. I like it. That's good. That's you good know? detail. It's it's really yeah. It's really really detailed here, and I, I got to give them credit. Just just the fact that yeah, sniped and shot are two different. You know. <laughs> It's very clear and very important distinction. Did you like his eye and the sniper, the sniper scope there? Did you get the like the big eye, like he's like an eye doctor looking at you? I did. I did. <laughs> uh, he's got the he's got the eye for he's got the eye for it for sure. I mean, look, this movie. There's a lot of deaths in this movie. Let, let's talk about '80s action movies in general and the tropes of '80s action movies because I said something to you before we started recording this that might be controversial, and I don't. I'm not trying to become a hot take artist on this show. We got, I got some, I got some heat for the Batman Returns. I got some heat for the Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out there and say this isn't a good movie because this is one of the greatest '80s action movies of all time. It sounds like down. you're about to bash the movie. I'm not, but I, I wanna, said all that. <laughs> I said all that. No, no, no. <laughs> what I want to ask you is, and I'm, I'm going to put it on you, Mr. Badway. All right. How does this movie compare to the other '80s? sort of 80s and 90s action movies that we do, like the Steven Seagal movies. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I want to know what you think. Okay. I think that this movie is maybe intentionally more grounded in reality. Yeah. You know, not that I know what a real heroin deal looks like or anything like that, but <laughs> it seems like it's less ridiculous than, say, a Seagal or a, or a Stallone or a Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. And even like a movie like Die Hard, which... Is in the same like ballpark as this, but it's this is very much more realistic, even to the point where we don't even have like fantastical bad guys. It's kind of just like these are drug dealers and they mean business and they aren't comically uh, villainous. They're just out to do a job, that kind of thing. We barely have bad guys in this movie at all, really. Right. I mean, when you think right. about it, I mean, what, what, so what makes an 80s action movie an 80s action movie to you? Are there other things that you consider like staples that need to be in one of these things? Female boobs. 
Yeah. Especially if it's male, rated R. Male buttocks. Yeah. Those are, you have to have both. If you show one, do you have to show the other? Is it, is you it like to. a requirement? Yeah. If you don't, okay, so this is the Seagal rule because Seagal doesn't show any skin. Any Correct. skin in his ball. In his very jacket. heyday, his early days, he'll wear a tank top because he used to be cut. Kind of. Yeah. Right. Never a six pack. Uh, we never see his skull stomach ever. Never. Never. Not even, but, a, not even a butt cheek. He might not even have a stomach and ass. We don't know. <laughs> but if you don't show the, the bare butt of, of the main actor, you know, Stallone will show his ass. Schwarzenegger will show his ass. Mel Gibson clearly shows his ass in this movie. You have to have a bad guy who gets his ass kicked while wearing like bikini briefs. Yeah. Or like that's the substitute. Kind of that's the substitute. Like Jimmy Fingers? It, yeah, like in every Seagal movie, there's a guy getting beat up in bikini briefs. <laughs> was so, it Jimmy Fingers wearing... That's, that, was, that was his name, right? Yeah. <laughs> he had the yeah. little, like, the male thong on. He did, And he, yeah. and he had the silk shirt. <laughs> yep. Like, how, how are you supposed to win a fight in bikini briefs? Like, how are you supposed to? You like, that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Wouldn't it hurt? Like, you're going to yeah. get pulled in the wrong way. Like, I feel like if I was Seagal and I killed the bad guy in his little bikini briefs, the leopard print bikini briefs or whatever, I would put pants on him after I killed him just to like <laughs> for his family to like not find him that way. After the fact. Like, draping yeah. the sheet over the body. Yeah. Even though it's embarrassing enough that he's, um, <laughs> that he's, that he's died like in a CD motel room with a prostitute, but like I would at least put pants on him. <laughs> so, that has to not, you know, cause you can't let him go out like that. Come on. You know, one of the, the leopard print briefs, like, he, <laughs> yeah. yeah Come on, man. Jimmy Fingers didn't wear that. Yeah, come on. That's not that's not the kind of guy he was. That's not the kind of guy we want him remembered for. Come on. You're right. There, I mean, there wasn't any bikini briefs in this that I. I mean, no. bare ass there was, but I mean, I guess. And you're right. Like, but, but there was bare ass. That's what I'm saying. It's either true. one or the other. It's one and, or the other. And they showed the topless female with the peeking out where they. Yes. You know, and in movies these days they wouldn't even do it because you don't need to. They don't need no. to. No, you don't. Could this have been rated PG-13 in modern day if they didn't show that? I mean, I guess they dropped a bunch uh, of F-bombs, but it wasn't yeah, but that violent, even, was it? Even the F-bombs weren't um, totally necessary yeah. or flagrant, really. It wasn't. So, yeah. And it, the intent, it could have been PG-13. Sure. It, it's, I mean, they, they definitely showed that multiple times. And even you pointed it out, like, even when the girl fell, if you're going to show a boob, you got to get, you know, you got to get the most out of it. So they even showed her, yeah. like, half naked even right. when she was dead, not pancaked. And another thing about PG thirteen, like as as much death, there was there was no gore. You know, we That's we talked about that in, in Terminator as well. There was not a lot of gore in this movie. You know, the bullet holes weren't like flagrant shot kill guy down that kind of thing. But no, as far as the eighties action movies goes, I mean, you also we gotta we gotta have our gunfights. Yeah, we gotta have our our car chases. You know, true. We got both of those in this. We got our mullets. We got our mustaches, and our saxophone interludes. Dude, the saxophone. I know that it started in this movie and Lethal Weapon 2 through 4 subsequently like it, it almost becomes a, like a meme throughout yeah. those movies like it's over the over the top but it was used perfectly in this and I love the saxophone in like a I mean I guess you see it in like a Law and Order like these procedural like cop shows it's mm. a it's a it's a complete staple of of the genre I feel Oh yeah oh yeah for sure I mentioned earlier I don't really want to be a hot take artist and I'm going to say something and you, you said maybe I was going to be putting myself out there again. It's not that this isn't a good movie, but when I think about this as a movie, it's a great movie. It's a good, a very, very good movie. It's an award-winning movie. It's a film. 
yes, it's a film. It's cinema, as Martin Scorsese would say, right? It's it's a film and a cinema. But when I think about these Steven Seagal movies, <laughs> when I think about them... Of course, bring it back to Skull. They're not good. They're not good. But they're damn fun. Yeah. And this movie was just a good movie. Like, I was on for the ride, and I I, I loved it. So, let me ask you this. But it needed over-the-top stuff, and it didn't have well, it. Let me ask you this, and this is a serious question that I need you to answer me. Yes. So, Lethal Weapon is both a very good movie slash great movie and a fun movie. Yes. The Seagal movies are, well, you know, up to a certain point, you know, are really fun movies and bad movies. Yes. How how does that make them better? Is it just because all the rules are out the window and it's just... You know, ridiculousness against the wall. Is that what makes them better than a good, good movie? A good, bad movie is better than a good, good movie? I don't know that it's better, but sometimes they can be more fun because they're more so fun. bad. Yeah. Sure, enjoyable. Like, like think yeah, about Screwface versus the general. Like, yeah. come on, who's a better villain? Like, yeah, the general gotta, might have had a better villains. plan, yeah. but Screwface is a more fun villain to watch. Same thing with, like, Senator Trent, right? He didn't yeah. have the best plan, or think about some of the Van Damme movies that we've done. Like yeah. even Bloodsport. And maybe Bloodsport's a, a good movie, right? It's not a good bad movie. Eh, borderline. It's eh. borderline, right? But yeah. it was, I mean, it was kind of like what it was. But that movie, and again, I'm not saying this is better or worse or that's better or worse. I think it's a different kind of movie. And I think when you look at the 80s, like this is a this is a film. This yeah. is a film. And you had a, a right. legit director. You got Richard Donner out here. You got, you know, Mel Gibson in this thing. It's not Steven Seagal, like, pretending to be, you know, wearing his grandpa's, like, Vietnam outfit. It's, I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that I have fun watching Seagal movies, even though they're bad, and they're from the same era, is, is, I guess, what I mean. Okay. No, that's, that's fair. It's fair. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's liking fantasy over reality, that kind of thing. Yes. And maybe that's a way to put it. And it's a good segue into the next one, because... This is a, a buddy cop movie, and Seagal is usually a lone wolf. Maybe maybe you could count in, in Mark for Death, he had his friend with him, you know, yeah. helping him out. But like most of this, most of that, those movies are solos. He's in here. This is a this is one of the best buddy cop movies, I think, of all time. A bus, buddy cop series sure. movies sure. of all time. How do you think that this compares to maybe some of the other ones that are out there? And are there other buddy cop movies that you like that that maybe fit the mold here that you like better, or maybe this one's good. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, my favorite, most recent buddy duo. It's not a series, but it's the other guys with uh, with Mark Wahlberg and uh, and um, Will Ferrell, uh, which is a totally underrated movie, criminally underrated. Um, love Bad Boys. Love me some Bad Boys. Starsky and Hutch, the movie, not the TV show, uh, is another one. Uh, I mean, those are, those are the three that come to mind for me as as favorites. Another Shane Black movie, which is fantastic, yeah. is The Nice Guys. I love that movie with Russell Crowe. Yeah, I know you're, you're a big Gosling. Nice Guys guy. Yeah, it was love that movie. movie. It's yeah. really good. The, the dialogue in that movie is like peak Shane Black, and it's just a fantastic mm. movie. I love that movie so much. What about like Rush Hour? Did you ever watch those? Yeah, Rush Hour too. I mean, I mean, yeah. I I don't know if I saw two or three, but I definitely saw one multiple times and enjoyed it. But yeah. A lot of them have in common the same thing of like, you know, a conservative guy and a wild guy, a funny guy and a straight guy, that kind of thing. It's a formula. Yeah, it's kind of the formula. We were talking pre-show and you made you, you made a great point about how 
Bad Boys is almost like this movie. It's like it the same. It's the same kind of movie, the same kind of buddy cop movie where Martin Lawrence is Murtaugh, even though he's younger. You know, in real life age, he plays like a fifty year old man. And Will Smith, while he's not suicidal and depressed, he's you know, he really throws all caution to the wind. He's a wild man, and and uh, will do whatever it takes and pisses off the straight laced partner. With his wildness. What, so, um, what makes a good buddy cop duo? Because you, you named a couple things there. Like, what are the elements of the straight cop versus maybe the crazy cop? Like, you, you named a couple things. Well, it has to be. That's it. That's really it. It has to be good cop, bad cop, and, the, and there has to be a comedy element to it. And you can't have two crazy guys going at each other. And you can't have two straight lace guys going at each other. It won't work. So, yeah, it's kind of like this show, man. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm, you're the guy that drives, and I'm the idiot, and it works. You know, we, we blend together. So am I the suicidal one? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's are you Riggs or are you Murtaugh? I think Which I'm, I'm Joe Pesci. I'm Joe Pesci. That's who I am. <laughs> He's not in this movie, unfortunately, yeah. but I'm Joe Pesci. That's yeah. that's me. I'm, I'm definitely a Murtaugh just because I talk to myself all the time. You know? I, I mumble to myself constantly. Like he's my guy, man. So let let's get into this movie a little bit. And since this is the first time we've had Mel Gibson on the show, the triumphant return of Danny Glover. Obviously, mm-hmm. we talked about him in, in a Angels in the Outfield when he was also too old for this shit as a baseball yeah, manager. Very washed up baseball manager. Yeah. What do you think of Mel Gibson and his career? Like, how do you rate him as a director? Maybe what are some of your favorite movies of him? I don't know, just at a high level. Oh, well, the one and only come to me is Braveheart, for sure. Critical beautifully acclaim. acted, beautifully directed. Have you ever seen it? I've seen bits and pieces and many, many parts, but I know this is blasphemy on the show. I've not actually seen it all the way through. I've seen it a yeah. bunch of different times. but I wasn't sure if it was a you movie or not, but yeah, it's totally fantastic. Totally up my alley, even though... I'm surprised, by the way. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect it. I'm surprised, because yeah. this is olden times. Because it's candlelight. like olden times. It's, it's borderline medieval. There's no electricity. Yeah. There's no electricity. There's no their their weapons are battle axes. There's chainmail no involved. I don't like chainmail, Drew. Don't give me any <laughs> chainmail. <laughs> because, it, but it's olden times, so like I'm surprised. Yeah. You know, there's no modern technology. It's, it's borderline. It's like it's it's just on the precipice of of a new generation of olden times. It's like medieval, and it and it's totally it's totally um, arbitrary that I I draw the line at a certain point. And that's like this, just this side of this line. I don't want to paint you in a right? box, but I'm just, I'm yeah. a little surprised. That's all I'll yeah. say. I'm just a little don't, surprised. Don't, don't put me in space. And don't no put spaceships. me in the past. There's like, there's this, <laughs> there's this hot ground of like, you know, the 1500s yeah. through like 20, 2099. Yeah. I'll say, <laughs> don't give me 2100. Don't give me 2100. Give me 2099 or below. No, but, um, yeah, Braveheart for sure. Freaking Maverick, great movie. As an as uh, an actor, let me tell you, Ransom. That's that's Ransom. That's a fantastic I mean, movie. I mean, th- this says it all, man. I want to do kidnapped. Let's go. Let's, let's get the kid back. I also want to do wife's killed. Let's get payback, Drew. I want to do Fat Man on this show at some point too. Yeah, that's that another one that intrigues me. But no, he's he's got a good career. I mean, like you look at some of these movies, they're oh, really good. I don't know his be- his best movie, Drew Signs. No, my my my, no. my sneaky my sneaky favorite at night Shyamalan movie signs. Which, I ugh, I don't know you about got, that movie. You you just you know I don't know guy. movies, man. You're not a movie guy, so it's fine. <laughs> you just don't you just don't get movies. It's I'm not fine. a fan. I'm not a signs fan. Signs is great. Signs is great. I am water, not a huge fan. Water killing the aliens be damned. Signs is great. 
I mean, I like Joaquin Phoenix and all the other people in it, and I like Mel Gibson in the movie, but it just I something about that movie. I mean, look, The Village is obviously like that was my least favorite of are, all of them. Are we going down the Ed by Shyamalan? Well, we can't. We got to stop. Are we, we, are stop. we going down that? Down I'll, that? I'll, okay, I'll stop us. I'm sorry. What about what about Danny Glover? So obviously, we talk about him com- coming back. You hinted at this earlier. You had it seemed like you wanted to say something about Danny Glover I, earlier. I just have a I just have a question. It's a very simple question, and I'm going to need it answered. Either by you or by me or by together, we'll figure this out. People listening, write us in. If you have a, you know, if you never thought about this, maybe I'm about to enlighten you. My question is, is Danny Glover a good actor? And <laughs> what do you mean of by course, that? Of course, the reason I ask it, because I think the answer is no. Why? Give me like, a reason. Overall, and I don't think he's bad in this movie. He's very good in this movie. and He fits the movie. And like, I'm happy he has, he, he, I'm happy he exists and he has a career <laughs> because he fits in a lot of roles. Like he's very good at playing like an everyman, but he, what does he, what does he do? Like, I what mean, does he do he reads the lines? He reads the lines. He's he a good line lines. reader. He's, he's, he's the everyman. Like you said, you got the yeah. cool hot shot rigs right. and then you got him and he, he's like the vehicle for which you as the like, audience are a part of, right? He's a like, family man. Especially in this movie, like I, I, I was watching it, and I never, I never really thought about this before. Like straight up, as he raises his voice in scenes in this movie, I'm like, well, he's really stretching there. Like he's really like I can see through Murtal, and I'm watching Danny Glover when he's yelling his lines. Right? Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't mean to be inflammatory, but I just don't think he's very good, is he? It's a. <laughs> But he fits. But well, who he would fits. You, yeah, because I was going to say, he's who would believable. you cast him with? Who, who he's would you believable replace? as an old, no one. And I don't want to change the movie or yeah. him. But I feel like he just kind of like he. He's there. How do I say this? How do I say this? Like. He's good by not being by, by just being normal. <laughs> don't do anything like don't, and like don't. I couldn't do it. Like, I'm not saying what he does is easy. But like he just kind of has a believability as a regular guy that you can fit in a lot of movies and it yeah. just makes sense. But like in an acting vacuum, he's like in the lower rung of like of all actors that have success. I don't even know. Like I'm trying to think of other Danny Glover movies and like I got to bring up his his. There's IMDb a reason. Page. There's a reason why he's not memorable. I mean, he's in a lot of stuff, and and I've, I've yeah, seen but him have in you seen of any of it? But- <laughs> Isn't he? Remember when he he was in like Saw for like a hot minute, wasn't he? He's in there he, for like five minutes. Yeah, and he actually he actually that might have been his best acting job to Are be you? honest, because <laughs> I remember that. But like, there's a reason why you don't go out and watch Danny Glover led movies because a nobody wants him as the lead. Number two, he's not very good, is you know, he? He's in a lot of stuff. I'm looking at he his IMDb right now, and it's like he's and in multiple movies per year. Multiple. Good movies. for him. Get that paycheck, my man. So what do you what do you think he's most known for besides like what you know him for? Because I always think of Lethal Weapon when I think of Danny Glover. I think of that, and I think of Angels and Angels in the Outfield. Those are the movies that I think of. Right, he's in a bunch of other stuff, but those are the two I think of. Yeah, I mean he's in a ton of stuff. I mean he played Nelson Mandela yeah. in a movie, and I think that's people people remember that. It was a little bit before our time. It was it was around Lethal Weapon, but you know he did that. Uh, Predator Two, of course. I mean, I know it was we need Predator to do 2. that movie. Yeah. We need to do yeah. that movie. Like tomorrow, we need to do yeah. that movie. I want to watch that. And like he was in Dream Girls, I believe had a, had like a, a memorable role in Dream Girls. Dude, 
Do you know what he's in right now? Did you see What's this? That? 1984. Iceman. The freaking movie with the caveman that I always oh, talk you're, about you're, gave me nightmares. Your fear, your 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 longtime childhood fear. Yeah. My fear of cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> it goes all the way back to 1984. Yeah. He plays Loomis and Iceman. I mean, I don't know. I, I look right into us. Let us know what you guys think at the last row pod, the last row podcast at gmail.com. So, Is Danny Glover a good actor? Let us know. Yeah. To wrap it up, like I'm not trying to bash the guy. Like I, I hate I hate to say it, but like I've got to be honest. Like there's a reason why he's not like a leading man in in major box office movies is because he's just a guy and that's fine. He's a guy and he shouldn't be leading your movie. I feel he's fine as a, as a supporting character and he's perfect as Lieutenant Murtaugh next to Riggs. Cause Riggs is so nuts that Murtaugh just being the dad and the family man. And like, he's shaking his head at Murtaugh. Like he's like this, this guy. I can't, I can't, I can't have this guy right now. Like that's like, he does a great job at just being like how anyone would act. But if I tried to act like the guy shaking his head at at Riggs, (laughs) I would look foolish, but he he pulls it (laughs) off. I'm not saying he's not talented. All I'm saying is that he doesn't, he he doesn't have a lot of the goods. He just has, (laughs) he's got an it. He's got an it factor to just be an every man. And that's good enough. I, I can't think of anyone to replace him. I think he's the perfect casting for this. And they got good chemistry in this. And and I think that's a good segue into them as characters, right? I mean, he knows yeah. he knows how to lay in a bathtub. Let me say that. Let, let me just say that. But of course. I, I think they have perfect chemistry in this. And I, yes. I read something before yes. this about Richard Donner like doing screen tests with them and stuff. And they they had a blast like doing the test. Like I thought mm-hmm. I thought this was perfectly casted. Yeah, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade Danny Glover for anybody. Like I, like I said, he's perfect in this role. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything out. Yeah, I thought that they were they were great together. And um, who did you say we were going over notes that there was a possibility of Bruce another Willis. guy? So Bruce when it, when we were when I was reading about this beforehand, I said I saw something that was Bruce Willis was considered for the role of Riggs, and he wound up being in Die Hard like a year later, I think. So I would assume they were filming around the same time. But he didn't do it. And I don't think that that would have been the right move. I think Mel Gibson makes this movie. And the chemistry that these two have with each other is is yeah. perfect. Like, you yeah, put Bruce first, Willis, he's not, he's not going to have the, like, charisma that, yeah, that yeah, Mel Gibson has. You said it. The word charisma is, is it. And, like, the, the chemistry, um, who knows what it would have been with Danny Glover. But Mel Gibson is definitely a more charismatic guy than Bruce Willis. And I think it's perfect for the role, for sure. Yeah. So what do you think of, of Riggs as a character? He's he's obviously an interesting character. You talked a lot about him being like sort of a loose cannon. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Riggs? Like he's he's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I love I love the the loose cannon cop. That that's a favorite role of mine for sure. Now he's kind of loose cannon for a very depressing subject. He lost his wife to a car accident, and he's a little suicidal over it. And uh, and yeah, some of that's kind of hard to watch, and it's kind of tough. But like. You know, the product of it all is that, like, he'll go to any length to get the bad guy. Talking the the guy off the ledge that was going to jump and handcuffing him and taking him with him. Like, plan. that was that was great. It's a good plan. Yeah, total plan. I love the character. Very little, well written. A little, little dangerous for the police captain to be calling this bluff about him being <laughs> suicidal with a death wish, right? Where yeah. they sent him right back out with a gun, waving his badge around. And yeah. not only that... 
Danny Glover then allows him to try to talk this man off of a ledge, a suicidal oh, yeah. man by yeah. a suicidal man. Can, yeah. Can we talk about the captain for a second? That Yes. So in the first bust of the movie, we see him uh, busting the, the Coke deal um, in the Christmas tree lot, right? Where Riggs ends up getting, uh, you know, held hostage by the gunman. And Riggs is just telling him, shoot him, shoot him. No, shoot me. Come on, buddy. Like, he's daring the guy to shoot him. Now, you're that captain. You, you know the guy's history. Add to the fact that he just tried to get himself killed by the bad guy again. And then he sent him right back out. And like yeah. you said, not only sent him back out, but sent him back out to talk a suicidal guy off a ledge. What's up with this captain? And he thought he was faking it. He called yeah. out the psychiatrist who, who, the police psychiatrist, like we were talking about from Basic Instinct. She's saying basically well, she does, you mentioned it before we, we did this whole thing. She's got the exposition of the movie basically describing the, the whole archetype of yeah. the crazy loose cannon guy. And he's well, sitting here thinking he's looking to get a payout so he can retire with, it was, come on It was now. the 1980s, Drew. It was uh, when uh, there was no such thing as mental illness. Can't talk and about it. And suicide was was looked at as a, looked at as a weakness and not yep. a, not a, not a mental health issue. It was the eighties, yeah. so of That's course true. he's faking it. Of course he's faking it. And, and I don't I don't know this movie. I want to talk more about it at the end, but this movie could have used a little bit more. I'm not going to tell Richard Donner how to direct a film or Shane Black how to write a movie. <laughs> oh, please please go on. <laughs> but this movie could have used a little bit more of that captain, <laughs> like with the steam coming out of his ears. Yeah, Look, I'm not going to say that Last Action Hero was a better movie because it wasn't, but they clearly had the trope down. Best captain of all time. <laughs> the guy, <laughs> the guy's year. yelling. Yeah. Let me ask you about, uh, before we move on from Mel Gibson, like, so we see that he lives in a trailer and like, I know that living in trailers is like looked down on and like in a lot of uh, aspects. Like, I wonder, like, I feel like I could be built for trailer life, right? Dude, I'll tell you, like, what about these shows, the tiny homes? Like, it's just I a love hipster. watching those shows. It's yes. a hipster version of a trailer park and people dump all over trailer park, but it's like, it's economical living. Like I could live in, in in there. It's, it's, you got enough space that you need. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's very minimalistic and you don't have to clean up a whole lot. You exactly. Know, I, I, I'm a big fan of not having to clean as much space. The only thing I can't get behind is, is, is the bathroom situation. I just, you know, with the, the way you have to like take out Septic the trash, tank. so to speak. <laughs> like you can't distract. You can't miss Trash Day, Drew. You know, oh, as, man. As, as, we, as we talk about Trash Day, you that can't guy, miss it. That guy, the commando guy, would go nuts. You, you know, you take a lot of dumps in a week, you can't miss Trash Day. <laughs> but how many dumps can you take before it fills up? Like how, you know, that's what I don't I, understand. I mean, I, I would I would cycle my, uh, you know, I would cycle my, my body to like to exclusively take dumps at work. You so got to get the, the septic company yeah. to come out uh, come yeah. out there. No, yeah. I mean, I think the shipping container homes are like the new hipster trailers. It's just they want to put a yeah. different coat of paint on it. Like people going to those people are going to turn their nose down or turn yeah. nose up. I guess is that the the phrase? Turn turn turn, turn their nose up and, and look, look down. down on you. Can you do both at the same time? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you can. Oh yes, you can. Can you do both at yes. the same time physically? But yes. they they are right, and they're just hipsters living in, in a trailer. Well, That's, those people that well, those people that buy freaking uh, shipping containers and and turn them into the modern you know yeah. luxury homes, they're still costing a quarter of a quarter of a mil exactly. And versus the trailer home, which is rented land and you know substandard material, but as far as like a space consideration goes, sure, I could do it. 
Totally. What about what about van life, it. man? I, I something appealing about that too. It's a little too small for me, but yeah, I like van the life's idea a little of, different. I can't hook up a, a TV and an Xbox to yeah. my in my van without without, without exhibit. Yeah, this is gonna say you need, Sorry, I need, <laughs> I need exhibit. You need <laughs> help me out on that. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, what we're, a, same, we're on the same page there. Yeah. What about <laughs> what about Murtaugh and, and Danny Glover? So we talk well, about Danny Glover as an actor. He's clearly too old for the shit. So. Yeah, but but is he actually too old for the no. shit? He's not. He's not. Well, I he, think like you can you can retire after thirty years on the force. So he would have started at twenty, I guess. If he if he would have started at twenty, like he's not talking retirement yet. Like he's just tough talking. I'm too old for this shit. But he might have been saying this like we talk about comparing him to Martin Lawrence from Bad yeah. Boys. It's like Martin's like in his mid thirties. He's our age in Bad Boys, and he's talking about being too old, right? <laughs> I mean, but I guess Murtaugh Mart- might. Murtaugh might be five years away from retirement. So that's true. He's getting but there. Mar- Martin's saying it like he's too old because he's tired of it. But like yeah. Danny Glover is sitting here like, I need a bacchiotomy. Like he, Look, his back's all messed up, you know? He's Murtaugh, he's, he's got a hard family life. Like a loving family life, but he's got four kids of all different ages, like we said. His poor wife, she's not very good in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, let's face facts here. You know, guy can't get a de- guy can't take a decent bath without being interrupted. <laughs> He's, so he's tired in general from life. So when he goes out on the streets as a cop, he's too old for anything. Yeah. He's not getting the right sleep. Can't no. sleep. He can't even rest. Is 50 like 80 in cop years? Like think about it. If you're on the well, if you're on the force for 30 years, that's a stressful job. Well, if I aged you up five years for having a kid, yeah. Um, imagine having four plus having the chance to get shot at every day at your job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A fifty-year-old cop is like an eighty-year-old human. I'm sure. <laughs> it's like dog it's, years. It's probably it's probably a really good uh, bump up. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have it. I I don't I don't I don't know, but I just don't think like he doesn't. He looked like you saw him in the bathtub. He had a washboard abs. He looked like he was in shape. He got shot in the arm, and he was still running yeah. around doing nothing. He just drapes a coat over his arm. Like he he seemed fine. What What do you think of? What do you think of his family interrupting his bath? Because I, yeah, I put that, in my I mean, notes, I was like, yeah, let this man both, have a bath. We both had the same notes. We watched the movie separately. We had the same exact first thought. Is like, let the man take a bath by it was himself. Clear it's water too. That wasn't you know a what he wants. Bath? You know what he wants for his birthday, Drew? Some some goddamn peace and quiet. Not <laughs> his whole family barging in on him while he's buck naked sitting in the tub in the clear water. Yeah, he's got his kids. It's un, it's inappropriate. His kids walking in on the water is not dark. It's clear water, Drew. Yeah, you didn't put the soap. You didn't have the yeah. suds like the bubble yeah. bath. Yeah, it's not a bubble bath. Well, like the penis is exposed, Drew. Well, let me ask you this: Why didn't he lock the damn door? Or do they have a key? Well, it's his damn house, Drew. It's like you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's Dad's shower time. Stay out. He's, you know, stay out. Dad's <laughs> got to go to work. When, when's the last time you took a bath? Did you take a bath? Yeah, I took a bath when when I was like really sick a couple of years ago. Was it to to make Be, yourself feel better? Just because I didn't know what else to do with my body, <laughs> like I couldn't sleep. It was like four in the morning, and I was like, I'm going to run a bath. Maybe that'll make me feel better. Is this like the girl who shaves her legs and cabbage yes. is all she knows? <laughs> but I, but it's not all I do. It's I was trying something knows. different. I <laughs> tried everything I knew. <laughs> He's taking a bath. Like, yeah. If you if you don't know this joke, this is Cabin Fever, a little known movie by Eli Roth. There's a girl who's basically her leg is like necrotic, like falling off. 
And we were watching this movie with some friends and Bowie, she starts shaving her leg and her skin's off. And Bowie's like, everyone's like disgusted. Like, why is she shaving her leg? He's like, it's all she knows. It's all she knows. It's she's comforting, look, right? She's trying to look pretty. She's trying, is she's it, trying is to... that the equivalent of your bath? So it wasn't. No, it was the opposite of that. It's not, it's, it's something different. It's, it's something I didn't know. But Did it no. make you feel better? No, not at all. <laughs> but I'm in the camp of not wanting to lie in my own filth, my own dirty no. water, you know? It's like a soup of yourself, basically. You know, <laughs> it's a good way to put it. Some people take a bath to relax. I guess it's not yeah. for the cleanliness; it's more to relax. It's like you gotta have the candles and the glass yeah. of wine and all that stuff. Do you, you set know? that up? I mean, did you who's, set that up while you were? Who's sick got time no? for that? No, uh, my bath. I, I get. I've taken a bath a couple times, right? And like, I get bored. Like, give me. I'm in there well, for you, five minutes. You got. You got to have a partner in there. Gotta, well, it takes too long a, to run the water. You know what I mean? You need a friend in there. Is, is your? <laughs> let me ask you this: Is is your tub fit for two people? It, it, one and a half is what I'll say. Okay. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> it's it's not big enough, and, and honestly, like it's not relaxing enough. Like I'm no. bored. It takes 25 yeah. minutes to run the water. I could have taken a shower. I'd be done. Bye. Yeah. See ya. It's like you know. You can uh, you can bring your switch in the tub with you, and you like you put it you put it in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> You're fucking yeah. in a Ziploc bag. What it's like the guy from from the Truman Show that just yes. lives in his bathtub. He lives in his bathtub. Get a little TV and watch watch yep. your favorite TV show. So I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, baths are ridiculous, and nobody it's it's, it's a shower all day. So are you Riggs or Murtaugh? Let's let's close this part out. Are you Riggs or Murtaugh? Like I said before, I'm definitely Murtaugh just because I mutter to myself constantly. What not, else makes not, you him? Not specifically, I'm too old for this shit, but more of like, like I narrate to myself things that I can't believe are happening right now, whether it be like traffic or at work or just watching TV. So <laughs> I, I never heard you do that when we lived together. Yeah. Like, I don't remember you doing this. Is this a new well, thing? It's, it's an this... alone thing. I'm aware of it. So I, yeah. I try to not do it, you know, if I know other people are listening not, <laughs> to not be thought of as a crazy person. So I'm self-aware. Oh, I'm self-aware. And no, and uh, just because I'm not, you know, I, 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 I'm not a risk taker. I'm not a wild man. So that I can't be a Riggs. Yeah. You're definitely a Murtal. If not I, a Joe Pesci, like you said. I'm Joe Pesci, probably. <laughs> I'm definitely not a Riggs. I, I'm way too, I'm way too conservative. I, I can't, I can't. Yeah, take you're Murtal. You're risk averse and, and yeah. you have a family. I can't so, take the risks, yeah. man. I can't yeah. take the risks. So, you know who can take the risks? Who's that? The general. Gary yeah. Busey. And I'll be honest with you, there's nothing to villain scale here, but we got to do no. it. So. And we're, yeah, it's just like there's nothing to villain scale. Like, we're not going to, we're not going to recap the gunfights and all that no. because like, yeah, you know, what's, what's the it's point? It's just a good you know? movie. I mean, it's go just watch a good the movie, movie if you want to learn about the gunfights because it's fun. It's, it's enjoyable. I do. I do want to ask you about this though, because I mean, I think maybe it's just a way to do it because I think we're going to get a real weak scale. We should yeah. try this. I don't know whether we should put the general through, who, who, by the way, the actor who passed away, I think, like a week or two ago. R.I.P. Hey, or Gary Busey here, who is off the reservation like a long time ago too. He's going to tear yeah. out your endocrine system. So, 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 what are you saying? Or who's 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 the, the real? villain? Who's actually the villain? I think it's the general, but I don't it's know. the general. It's kind of like Under Siege Two, yeah, where the computer guy is the main villain, but clearly the soldier is the final boss, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a dual, it's a dual thing, but the generals call the shots. By the way, did you catch the general's name? No. Peter McAllister. Was it? So you, <laughs> so now you know how Mr. McAllister Man. afforded that vacation. All that, that heroin. House. 
and oh, that house. heroin. The and heroin you know, <laughs> He did not die. He, we didn't see him die at the end of this movie. He, he, he relocated to Chicago. Yeah. Started that family. Went on vacation. Left his son alone. You're saying he rolled out of that car and, and tossed the grenade yep. in himself? He, he yep. was... Uh, yep. That's, that's a good... He's faked his own and death. Then, and, then, just like, and then he ran to Chicago. It's yep. like Riggs. Yep. Let, let's do it. So, it, I mean, uh, this will take a couple minutes here. But if you're new to the show, we got the villain scale. We have a bunch of categories. Look, style, hideout, layer, plan, henchman. One to one to five here. Let's just do it. What do you think let's of, of this, this general? And I, I, maybe we can collectively talk about these guys, but... This guy didn't really have a style. What, what's his no. What's his rating? He's just wearing a suit. He's got a gray Lego hair. It's got to be a one, right? It's a one. Yeah, like, there's nothing to say. There's there's nothing else there. No. I mean, it barely yeah. even show him. He probably has five minutes of screen time. Yeah. What about his hideout and his lair? Because I think this, this could be a little interesting. This is the only spot where I think he can gain some points because he has a club, right? It's like a CD Which, club, too. It's a CD club. And at, at, when we met him, they were trying out a very crappy hair metal band. Yeah. But the fact that they have hair metal. Yeah. I like it. I like it. You got to give them extra credit for that. And then like attached to the club is this like very seedy warehouse where you can torture people. Lots of opportunities for torture. That was a skinny hallway for torture, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. And lots of uh, rafter areas for, for downward shooting. Yes. Or getting shot up and falling down. So that's great to have as a like villain. Raymond Kalitri. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go four. Just for I the, agree. Like the the versatility of of the hideout layer. And I know it wasn't part of the hideout or the layer, but he had a helicopter, which is pretty badass. If there's a pad on top of that building, then yes, he it it's part of it. I mean, I we're guess gonna, maybe we're gonna that, assume it does. Maybe that should have been in look style because it's sort of an accessory. It wasn't a physical accessory, but. I think you got to give him credit for the helicopter. That was pretty good. I, I think a four is, is pretty good. The other thing yeah. that I, I'll say about the warehouse before we move on to the plan is I thought there was a lot of shooting in that club before anybody yeah. moved. A nobody lot of moved. unnecessary shooting. A lot of wild shooting from both Riggs and Murtaugh, really. And nobody moved. And I know Murtaugh had his daughter with him. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> no. So they shot the first guy. It was like behind the bar. And then they like pretended like it didn't happen because the club was loud and nobody said it. Nobody, nobody moved. I'm You're sorry. Right. There's no way that a gunshot yeah. is getting masked by music. It's not yeah. going to happen. It's a gunshot in a small yep. enclosed space, but yep. nobody moved. Nobody moved. I mean, yeah. come on. So anyway, the plan, what, what's this, yeah. what's this group's plan? They're, they're a group called shadow company, which maybe gives them some yeah. style points. Yeah. So the plan is, as far as I can tell, they're trying to get in a large heroin shipment, and they're afraid that the cops know the plan. So their plan is to kidnap, and, but not kill, Riggs and Murtaugh to torture them to find out if they have information. So they can hide the plan. So they can hide, so, so they know if they can continue with the plan. <laughs> it's kind of circular, it's really, isn't it? It's really just like they're paranoid. The yeah, plan is they're paranoid. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> but, it, but if you're talking about the money-making thing, they had a pretty good system in place, right? There was yeah. a bunch of these guys that took over after Vietnam. They had, they had his friend's bank account situation where the guy was a banker, Hunsaker, and, and they were laundering the money through that. It was legitimate through that. You had all these ex-CIA guys. Like, you give them a little credit for that, but... Yeah. They kind of went buck wild over the fact that maybe somebody might 
know something. Yeah, because Danny Glover, uh, Murtaugh, was in a room with Hunsaker for five minutes. Was Gary and he's Busey, afraid to spill the whole plan to him. Was Gary Busey on an earpiece there? Like, how did he know? Because he's in a helicopter over the ocean. How did he know I, that he told I, him? I, I, maybe. Maybe he's got the place above the room. Yeah. I don't know. I Maybe you give him a two here? Maybe. No, I'm giving him a one because it's all, one? it's all based on paranoia. But they had money. have a plan based on paranoia. But they had money. But they all have money. They all have money. We'll go with the one. They all have money, Drew. Oh, no, this is the interesting part. Yeah. Because the henchman. Yeah. Because the sub boss, you could consider Busey the, the sub boss. And I, I would argue he's not in it enough. Not at all. No. Well, he didn't. He certainly didn't win any fights. Well, no. he, I guess you could consider hit the the desert scene him winning a fight. It was a round. He won a round. He's lucky that his his yeah. general was out there though, because yeah. Mel Gibson was picking him off from the got weeds. The, got the drop on. He got the drop on Riggs. He got the drop on him. But no, yeah, Busey, I think is a formidable henchman, but I don't think he did enough cool shit to like say, hey, we gotta give him a five for henchman. I know you like the torture guy. Yeah, right. That guy. That, Ooh, Mel Gibson, if you remember, Mel Gibson dropped a, a racial slur on him he did. when he first saw him. He did. But, but there is some history to that because Mel Gibson is a Vietnam veteran. Well, so yeah, it doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it okay, but like for at first I was like, that was unnecessary. But no, I was the thought, when I thought about it, no, it made sense in, in, in the character sense. Yeah. The character development. Yeah, yeah. But that guy but is that guy was cool. Internet he meme. was cool. Yeah. And he had, he had anytime yeah. you got a car battery with a sponge and a wet sponge and you're going to torture yeah. somebody... I you know that that was pretty good I, and I've seen a meme online where it says when this guy shows up you know the shit's about to go down yeah. that guy showed up I, I'm a fan and I know that like it was it made sense for the electricity aspect of it yeah but I'm a fan of like if you're gonna like torture a guy you get him soaking wet first yeah we had a pipe over his head that yeah. was just drenching yeah and I'm not even talking about waterboarding or anything like that. I'm just in general, like you got to wet the guy down, yeah. make him uncomfortable, <laughs> wet his pants. In case he escapes, now he's got wet pants. Was he wearing jeans? He, he was, wasn't he? I don't know if they were jeans. I don't I don't know what material the pants was, but it, I don't think it was jeans. I think they were black of some kind. You had some hack, uh, khakis, like black khakis, even though- I don't know if they were khakis they or not. Dockers, or some, you got the yeah, dockers on? Maybe they were dockers. Maybe there was some material school Hagar, that we don't even know about. Van Heusen. Yeah. <laughs> you got the Van Heusen pants. Brooks Brothers, I don't From know. The Bonton, I don't know. Maybe a three. You want to go three or two? Sure. Uh, yeah, at least a two because there were two of them that were worthwhile. Yeah, the rest of them yeah. sucked. I would have liked to see like a secondary uh, torture, uh, a torture uh, method. Yeah, on Mel Gibson besides the electricity. That's true. They only did now. That. I mean, the salt was one thing, but like. That was like it was like one torture method per guy. Would you rather get? Would you rather get electrocuted by a car battery by hanging yeah. from the wall, or get yeah. shot in the arm and have literal salt rubbed in your wound? What now, would you having, rather have? Having neither of these things happen to me before, I've never been accident like I've never been electrocuted, and I've never had salt in the wounds. I feel like I'd rather be electrocuted. You think so? Yeah, like the searing. Oh, the thought of the salt in the wounds makes my skin yeah. crawl. Well, especially I when feel, you have a shot in your arm. Yeah. You got shot. I feel like there's a raw pain of um, of the, 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 the electrocution that I feel like I'd rather have. It's more, I, and it makes no sense. Like, it's all, <laughs> the same thing as, like, I'd rather get shot than stabbed. Yeah. Same, same, same idea. There's, like, a power and a suddenness to the pain that I think is more bearable. Probably makes no sense. 
<laughs> it makes perfect sense. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I think I, I think I'd rather have the salt in the wound. I don't know, but I guess I yeah. don't really want to get shot. All right, so, then, there you go. Know. You're really Yarbert's all, and I'm Briggs. I guess I don't want to get shot. But yeah. so anyway, I, yeah. you know, and the last thing I'll say about this guy. So we sometimes we give a, a bonus point for ruthlessness. I think actually we should subtract a point here because this guy <laughs> was weak, and I think that he was he got got because his own guy flipped on him. Hunsaker flipped on him. So yeah. his own guy ratted him out because of the thing with his daughter and all that. I think he should lose a point there. And he was barely in this. He wasn't even in this much. Right. And, you know, we were talking about this before. Um, I can't recall if it was early in the episode. It's it's 7 a.m. Can't recall <laughs> if it was in the episode or, pre, or, or our pre-meet. Uh, we talked about the movie being a little bit more grounded and based in reality. Yeah. And, I, and because of that, you know, there wasn't really a – these villains weren't super villains and be, and that takes away from the screen time of the villains. Cause the, there's a lot more screen time of Riggs and Mertzall than there were these two guys. And I feel like because of that, like we never got attached to the villains and therefore they weren't super memorable. And when you have a guy like Gary Busey, I feel like it's a, it's a, it is a little bit of a missed opportunity to let him be a more nutty on the screen. Yeah. And I, and I know this was pre Busey being a character himself, but like he had the, he had the chops. But I'm not. I wouldn't change the movie. The movie's still great the way it was. It's just the fact that you're not getting master villainy in this type of movie. Yeah, and I and I saw and that's what I when I compared it to the Seagal movies. That's what you would get. You would have yeah. a guy that's going to get like a 15 out of 20 on the villain skill. And as it stands yeah. right now, without subtracting the point, this guy gets a one for look and style, four for hideout and layer, one for plan, and three for henchman, and that gives yeah. him a nine out of 20. Right, so. Not very good, and we could subtract no. a point here. We yeah, could. single digits. Single digits is not great, and they're just damn lucky yeah. they had that club. So exactly, damn I mean, lucky. That's, that's what pushed him over. So yeah. speaking of Gary Busey, before we get out of here, the the piece about Gary Busey that's interesting, and I want to talk about this final fight, maybe at first, sort of wrap the show up here. Sure. I saw Busey credited this as sort of revitalizing his career. He lost. He said he like lost a bunch of weight, I guess, and he he got. He got cast in this movie, and he was really excited about it because I guess at that point his career was not in a great place, and he said this revitalized it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like He wasn't in this enough, and I think he could have really acted the hell out of this thing had he gotten more screen time. And it's like, that's my only criticism of this movie, and there really isn't much to criticize because I think it's a a great movie. It's written well. It's directed well. It's acted well. I mean, it's got all of the the great yeah, pieces it, of an 80s action movie. But damn I think damn it, near perfect. Damn it could have used that. It could have used more yeah. of, a, of a villain, but maybe that would have taken away from the relationship building. And if you look at these movies like an arc, this is the one that sets the stage for the relationship between Riggs and Murtaugh before you start getting more fantastical when you go to you know Lethal Weapon 2, 3, and 4. So I don't know. What do you think of this ending fight? I liked it. It's kind of funny where it's like, you know, you talk about realism. This is the one unrealistic thing in the whole movie of where the cops wouldn't just stand around and watch Riggs fight this bad guy and, like, hope that he doesn't lose the fight. It's like, how deflating would that have been if, like, Riggs would have lost the fight and then they just put the cuffs and, like, 50 (laughs) cops just just – just conveyed and, and arrested him, and then Mortal's there knocked out. Like that that's what it would have been, right? Because there's no yeah. way he's gonna. Like, yeah. They're not gonna let him. Oh, he won, so we let him go. Like yeah. he's not fighting for his freedom there. He's just no, fighting. Yeah, it's, but like it, it would have been like you know this guy killed two cops, and then he also beat up our toughest cop. 
Yeah. But then like 50 of us put the cuffs on him. Like that's a little, like you can't have that. You can't have that. So it's better, it's better off not having the fight than having the fight and losing it. Yeah. The only thing that could be is you could be embarrassed. You could only be embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, did, did Gary at one point, I don't know what the hell he had, but did he pull off an aluminum downspout from a house? That's what it, I, like, I, what I, I don't know. That? I wasn't what sure was exactly what that pole was, but like if it was the <laughs> aluminum downspout, it's like you're not going to hurt anyone. <laughs> he was swinging it so easily, it seemed weightless, right? It's like, like could he impale it with it, I guess, or cut like, it? I, equ- I equate it to when, like, if you watch wrestling yeah. and they have like the hardcore match and they bust out the garbage can. Yeah. That trash can is so light and aluminum. It's like, or like the cookie sheet. Like they, they bust, they bust out the cookie sheet, and it's like the foldable, like you know, two dollar one you get at the supermarket. You're not hurting anybody with that. That's what that guy was swinging around. Oh my god, I, I, I don't know. And the other thing is like, the whole fight itself. I read something too. Like they cut a bunch of time. Like, I think it kind of went on a little too long. I'm not one to say yeah. that, but I think it went on a little too long. I don't know what the hell they were doing. Like with the first half of that fight, it was <laughs> you couldn't see anything. It was like Transformers, the Michael Bay Transformers out there, where it's like Shaky you couldn't see who was fighting, who was hitting who. Yeah, it was just cut after cut after cut, and you couldn't see shit. I saw they cut it. They cut a bunch of it on purpose because yeah. it was too long, and they said there was a bunch of continuity errors in there. But it ended with the ultimate "he's got a gun" moment. I oh, mean, yeah. like they're trying yeah. to let him go. All as a result of you had Mel Gibson snapping everybody's neck the whole movie. Yep. He's like the the most ruthless killer, and then he's what does he say? He's not worth it. He's not worth it. Was he worth it? He was. He was the most worth it. <laughs> he was the most worth it kill in the whole movie. The guy, like let alone his previous crimes up to the that point in the movie, he just in cold blood shot two cops in the face to like break into the home because yep. the cops were on watch. So that guy, it was, he was the most worth it kill. No priceless. one would have said shit had, had he broke his neck. He's right around his Oldsmobile shooting out, uh, shooting out the window. <laughs> yeah. It's, he was absolutely the most worth it. You're right. Yeah. If you're, they're going to let him fight, right. then you might as well let him kill. Like now Riggs is going to grow unconscious and let the guy go to jail where he'll probably get a good lawyer and probably get off somehow. Yeah. I'll say I just this movie could use more Busey, man. That's yeah. That's what that's I want to say. That's the only thing. It's the only thing. That's what I want to leave it to. And and I think was there anything else that it lacked? I mean, we talked about the lack of the yelling captain. We talked about maybe having a more prominent villain. Like anything else that that should no. have been in this? No, because if you do that, then you're changing the movie, and the movie is something different. And I think this movie wanted to be different than those other more fantastical. Uh, more uh, now we would say dated action yeah. movies of the eighties. And this is the type of thing where this, if this movie were released today, you know, you take away modern technologies, it would fit. Like it would be a, a great movie today as it would be, as it yeah. would be back in 87. There's a, there's a timelessness to it. The one last thing that I forgot to say earlier that I, I want to bring up is like, we talk about Danny Glover sitting here saying I'm too old for this shit. So Danny Glover to me is not, not too old. But I don't think that Mel Gibson is too young. Mel Gibson was 30 years old in this movie, but he, yeah. he perpetually looks 45 to me in any true. Like he even perpetually today, looks 45. Today, he, he, might, he, he might be, even though he's probably 70, he looks yeah. 50 today. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he looks 45 to me, but like yeah. he's supposed to be 30 years old. That's why I was like creeped out when he was, his daughter was like 
all into him. I'm like, this is weird, man. I didn't like it. Well, I didn't he's like still that part. at least 13, 14 years older than his daughter. Exactly. So I, I didn't get that part. I didn't like it. But anyway, and like he he didn't have true feelings. He was no. just he was just uh, he's pushing his buttons. Push his buttons. Speaking of pushing buttons, bad way. Yeah. Speaking of pushing buttons, it's time to push the button. On this episode, this pull the plug. <laughs> pull just, the like, plug. just like, just like, just like people push the stop button about yeah. twenty minutes ago on this episode. Pull the plug on me right now. That's how yeah. I feel. Just, yeah. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even want to be around anymore. Yeah. Man. Anyway, I, I had fun doing this one. It's been a long time coming. This sets yeah. us up for maybe Lethal Weapon two through four. I think four. we should, we we'll should see. do more. We got to yeah. complete the quadrilogy, but quadrilogy. if you guys definitely like this movie, write in, let us know the last row podcast at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at the last row pod, leave a comment on the Facebook page. And if you're enjoying this show, please head out to Apple podcasts, Spotify, consider leaving a five-star review. Thanks to everyone that did so, so far. We'll be back in two weeks on Thursday, March 31st, almost spring with a new movie. And spring sprung. on that note, we will see you guys then. We'll see you. So he's laying in the tub that way. Yeah. Did he leave that door open? Look, it's his birthday. Did he leave the door open for a reason? Man, that tub did not fit him. (laughs) Think his wife's getting in there. Did he leave the door open for a reason? You know, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, it was like six six a.m. I guess. Six a.m. Six a.m. No, listen, man. All I'm all I'm saying is his his oldest kid is like seventeen, and his youngest kid is like four. He's left the door open enough. All right. Maybe one too many times.